everybody welcome back flipping mats waiting flats with josh and joe how's everybody doing tonight good i'm glad to be back yeah you've been gone a while i've been having to roll solo no shit i apologize thank you come on thank you we got mike g mikey mikey g a screen graphics and we are fortunate tonight we got my tournament partner kyle keller how's it going kyle what's up guys Uh, I was wondering if Kyle was ever going to get on this show, but I'm glad he's here because it's going to be fun. Hey, you're welcome, dude. I know. Mikey G, thank you. I called him out today, and he was not sounding like he was going to make it. And I was like, Kyle, don't be a... Uh, you got to make time for it, man. You got to make time for it. Make some time. Well, it, but I get but, it. We got we got some interesting stuff to talk about this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. What are we going to talk about, Joe? Bass champs. All right. Bass champs. Elite Open, right? Championship on Elite. Oh yeah, we had our, yeah. our lead open at uh, Lake Ivy. Miss that, but we're gonna focus on champs. Yeah, for oh, sure. Right. We got we got a couple of special guests on the. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> special guys, guest. Two guys that won a champ. So who who would have thought? Who would have thought? Double header at Ivy. I heard, I heard they won one before, but everybody was like, oh, that was lucky." It was a fluke. Yeah, that was yeah. Good it's, luck. It's yeah. not a well, fluke this time. To hey, be, to be fair though, I didn't know Kyle at the time, so I thought like, "Well, Josh just got with an okay partner, I guess." <laughs> no, we all thought Kyle was a badass, and then you know, and we realized, just like all of us, we're out there just throwing money at these things, you know, trying to catch fish. And trust me, after five years, we were beginning to wonder if it was luck. Yeah, we definitely were. Hey, well, listen, there's guys that fish a lot more than five years and haven't won one yet or yeah. even finished the top ten. So, you know, that says a lot for sure. Yep. So, let's hear about it. All right. Let's hear yeah. about the, the Amnesty win. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Kyle, go ahead and lay it out, dude. You got the story. Well, start I mean, start to finish. Yeah, Prax- yeah, what? Yeah. Practice. Practice. So, so, let's go back to Ivy. Okay. Let's, let's start at yeah, Ivy. Let's start. There you go. Oh, with yeah. A, Ivy sucks. With a complete disaster of a pre-fishing. Yeah, and we threw in the towel. Did not go fish a bass champs, which which is rare for you guys. The first time ever mm-hmm. that I've never fished a bass champs without some sort of a health issue going on. Mm-hmm. With second myself, time, myself or Josh? Nope, second time. Because the first bass champs at Amistad before we won at Falcon, we didn't go. We hadn't started fishing tournaments together yet. So no, nope, we count, hadn't. Man. That's true. <laughs> well, that, that hey, that's true. Speaking of which, before we get on Ivy, when. Kyle and I won Falcon in 2018. That was the very first time Kyle and I had ever even been in the boat together. No shit. Wow. Yes. We had never no been shit. in the boat hey, you together. Know what? We need to rewind past Ivy. Let's go back to 2018. Let's see where this Kyle, started. Yeah, Kyle uh, picked me up from my house, which thank you for doing that. Anytime, um, baby. Anytime. Um, and I told him, like, hey, what, are, what, are, what a rare occasion that people get to tune into a show and hear the How a Bass Champs was won. Because a lot of the guys that went in South Texas, I was letting them know they're kind of old schoolers. Like these guys have been around for a long time. So if you don't yeah, know these sure. guys personally, it's always left to rumors and what you hear. Like how yeah. oh, definitely, catch them. and and really we saw them over here by the Caballos, or we saw them over there in the Salinas, and so but you don't really yeah. know what they were doing. So you know, it's 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 going to be a good treat to hear like how not just one chance, but two chances won. You know, even the one that was several years back, and that spot is so what five miles up on dry ground. Right oh now, yeah, they're. Like, but <laughs> there might anyway. be a house built on it by now. <laughs> yeah. They could be using that tree as yeah. shade. Yeah, yeah. but exactly. But so, what a tree! Well, Kyle and I actually mm. met probably. That's where we need to start, dude. Man. I don't know, fifteen years ago. Okay. Hard bodies. Yeah, I was working. <laughs> he came yeah. in. Oh my god! 
No, I really, I really this feel like that's real quick. Yeah. No, no, no. So seriously, the way Josh and I met is a really cool story. All right. Really cool. Let's do it. And it, I mean, so back in the day, Friday night jackpot tournaments, Medina Lake. Medina Lake. All right. Yes. Way, way back. Okay. Medina Lake had water in it, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Yep. And I want to say this was 2005 or six. Damn. Okay. Yeah. It's been that long ago. Yep. Okay. Joe, this is before you were born, I, was, I believe. Dude. I was 15. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> well so, yeah, because I was only like 19. I had only been fishing them. I start, well, I graduated high school in 04. And that's when I started fishing them that summer. So this was a couple of years later, 05, 06, something like that. All right, right. get back to it. Kyle. So, right. you know, I was fishing with the, an old friend of mine, Randy Burgess. I don't all know right. if y'all know him. I know Randy. Really, really good fisherman. The Medina uh, Lake legend. Yes, definitely. And I mean, he taught me some things. I ain't going to lie, you know. Sure. So long story short, we were doing really good that year. Randy and I were doing really good that year. We were we were winning, you know, not every time, but we were doing You're, some doing yes. some good. Making some money. Yes. All right, well, guys. I mean, how much money? Hey, but <laughs> yes. well, back in those days, what were they pulling? 30 boats on a Friday night? Like sometimes I think, yeah, the jackpots yeah. were decent. It was decent. Yeah, 30 boats so, on a day on. Well, Friday. and you talk mm-hmm. about no at night. At night, yeah, you sometimes talk, up to 40 boats on those Medina Lake. It was a big deal back in the day. And you yeah. talk about what it costs nowadays. When Kyle Bame and I were fishing together, we had it figured out. Between the tournament entry, we could enter that tournament, the Friday night deal, mm. for 75 bucks. Because it was because it was thirty five dollars to enter, mm-hmm. and we and back then when gas was only a dollar fifty a gallon, <laughs> you could put twenty bucks in the truck and twenty bucks in the boat, and, and you were good for night. the night. Yeah. So for seventy five dollars, you could fish that tournament, yeah. and you go in two or three hundred bucks. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, you actually were making money. It was like two fifty sometimes. You could you would win. Yeah. Yeah. So then so, you were fishing with your old partner. And yeah. You see Josh out of the corner of your eye and magic. You know, the butterfly set in. No, Josh was one of those guys. I mean, he was one of those guys that never did ask us what we were doing or how we were catching the fish. And I'm pretty sure everybody knew how Randy was catching fish back Mm -hmm. then. So cut right right to the chase. So he never did bother us or whatever. We 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 kind of said hi and passing and this, that, and the other. Yeah. One night after the tournament, okay, this is where things really took off. One night after the tournament, Josh had incident with the boat where the axle came loose or something from under the boat right yeah i got it hung on one of those rocks in the ramp or something yeah, and, big and i just put it in four-wheel drive and friggin' hauled it out and it broke yeah. the leaf spring well yeah. we were all the way up by the dancing bear when we pulled over or okay. he he was in front of me anyway so he he's pulled over yeah i pull over behind him and i'm like hey man you need some help what's going on well anyway i had a bunch of ratchet straps in the bed of the truck from hall of hay and everything during the day I, we, between the two of us, and I don't know if anybody else was there, but it was just us two. I don't remember. No, it was just us because you, it was, well, it was you and my partner and myself because you were in your mega cab. Yeah. So we, we started ratcheting, strapping that axle back underneath that boat and he took off and, and I just like, okay, well, there's $75, $100 worth of ratchet straps down the drain <laughs> because that's the way things, yeah. you know, happen, yeah. you know? Okay. Cut to the chase next weekend. Josh doesn't even come to fish the tournament. He drives over there to, to Medina Lake. And I had no idea where he lived. Because I, I, no I, I didn't have the boat fixed yet. Yeah. Mm. So he shows up at the tournament registration with the ratchet straps. Nice. Now, I'm not talking about just your regular old ratchet straps. These were the two-inch wide ones yeah. that you're using to haul hay with. Yeah, I mean, 
they were they weren't they're not cheap ones. I mean, sure. but you know, I mean, they're not super expensive either. But the whole thing was the principle this, of the matter is he the principle of the matter yeah, is yeah. this guy brought me my ratchet straps back, and I'm like, this is the type of guy I need to. Sure. We exchanged numbers and. Yeah, yeah. You know, here Start we are. Together. Nice. All right. I mean, cool. we didn't fish together right away because I've seen other stuff went on in between. We sure. both had partners, whatever. But yeah, whenever we first started. Hey, and fishing partners, you know, stop you real quick right there is like a real deal. Like when yeah. you find a partner, it's, oh, yeah. it's hard to, to, you know, especially. And that's, you know, me and some of my other fishing buddies talk about that often with Marcus and stuff. Like him and Tony have been partners for a long time. Y'all been partners for a long time. Me and my buddy Richard have been partners for a long time. And sometimes you get in these funks and you kind of want to break away from those people and see what's going on. And sometimes you break away from your 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 partner that you fish well with. And you're like, what am I doing, dude? Like, yeah. I, need, I need to get back see, in the it's boat never, with Richard. It's, it's never <laughs> been like that with Josh and I. But yeah, we've yeah. always said if we if we get the chance to fish with somebody yeah. or we think we can learn something, sure. we're going to go do it. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we just did it at, we just did it at the at the open. Yeah, you fished with the uh, Dario, right? Fished with Dario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was wondering, is there marital problems happening? Here? Like, do they need some counseling? So I, <laughs> I, I, I turn him loose in the, in, the, in my boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then was... on the podcast, I hear that his wife's taking care of you when you're sick, and I'm like, dude, well, what kind of drama do we got cooking over here, dude? It's brewing. She that, just that's... left right now, and she hugged you first. Like, what's the <laughs> thing? Well, all right, let's let's not get off subject. Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a touchy subject. All right, all right. That's a whole nother deal. So anyway, so then we, so then y'all fish together, y'all vibe, and then no, well that's that's the deal. We never did fish together. Okay, and so, so like, so, how, so like, get, how do you get in Kyle's boat for champs? So after that, I guess it was after probably that was let's just say that was two thousand and six. Yeah, fast forward to two thousand eighteen. Well, no, even go back further than that. You fished what probably another two years before you quit till 2011 was he fished he fished until 2011 but we'd never fished together okay i mean we would see each other at tournaments hell we hooked up and went to the bar a couple times or Mm -hmm. whatever and we're friends but we never fished well then he quit fishing altogether Mm. sold his boat got into racing those mud trucks and all that stuff and he quit fishing for probably five years it was a it was a good minute. Well, yeah, it was six burnout years. Burnout, or I was just, I'm just curious. We don't have to go off on the subject. Burnout, or you just want to do something different? Uh, it was a split up with the female friend, and oh, okay, I good. just couldn't afford it. I mean, I you yeah, know, yeah I just built a new house at the time. I think because yeah, know. I just built a new house, and I couldn't afford it. Both things. Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah. Anyways. So then, yeah. fast forward to 2016. 2000. Yeah, 2016. We're at the first Bass Champs at Amistad, and I was fishing with a guy from Bernie, Joe Sill, and uh, we roll up to the weigh-in, and he's there. Okay. He had bought another boat, started fishing, and he was fishing with uh, he was fishing with his his wife at the time, and uh, they were fishing together. And oh, hey man, what's going on? Yeah, I bought another boat. Yada yada, and then we just started seeing each other at tournaments and yeah. stuff like that. Well. Now, fast forward to the fall of 2017, my partner that I was fishing with was getting burnt out, mm-hmm. like you talked about. You know, yeah. he was getting kind of burnt out, and he's like, man, I don't want to commit to fishing all the tournaments. Plus, he's an older guy. He's retired, so I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, if it's 35 and blowing, I don't have to go fishing. I'm not going to go fishing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so starting he, to get that way, so. <laughs> Maybe so he, there's an opening here. <laughs> so he's like, all right, you know, and I, and he goes, man, so I'm not going to commit, you know, 
He's like, if you find somebody to fish with that wants to fish, go mm. ahead. Mm. Well, he running, opened, he, he opened the door for a threesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So run, you know, running, <laughs> running into him and talking to him. And then he ended up, you know, not having a partner anymore. And it just worked out. Nice. So he and I started fishing together. Well, I say fishing together. We both had our own boats. We started practicing for Falcon. Hmm. And then the only time he and I had ever been in the boat together is before Falcon. He and I actually took a guide trip with John Adamy. Okay. This was, I guess, about two months before the tournament. And we took a, we took a guide trip with, with John Adamy. And John Adamy is a great guy. I mean, yeah. good, good fisherman. Nothing bad to say about John. Uh, we ended up actually doing something completely different than what John was doing because I think one, the time of the year, but he and I will still give John all the credit in the world for that day because the one thing that John showed us how to do was how to go into Salinas because he and I were both scared shitless to go into Salinas because Mm. we'd heard all the war stories. He didn't want to go in there by himself. I really didn't want to go in there by myself. Well, we got in the boat with John and he showed us kind of what to look for, you know, hey, if the gill netters are out or if they're doing this or doing that, you should be okay. If this ain't happening, y'all don't need to go in there. So it was really 100% confidence is what we got from that trip. Mm-hmm. Over fishing, over everything yeah, else, was, was it was no, just a confidence. There was no learning spots. There was no learning techniques from John. I mean, not yeah. that, because we, I mean, John's a heck of a fisherman. Oh, really. yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. And, but... I mean, he's not doing anything any different than the. We talk about that all the time. Like, I mean, these fish are caught not very many different ways. As much baits are shoved down our throat from all these bait companies, a lot of tournaments are won kind of the same ways that they've been winning for years. So we get that. Like, you know, not taking anything away from him, but nobody's really doing that stuff that we've never heard about before. You know, it's about finding fish. He is. He can find them and he can catch them. Of course. Which is two things that it's hard to to put both those together. So now, so now at the timing, we're at the end of 2017. He and I have decided we're going to fish together, but we still hadn't been in the boat yet. We were, I was fishing in my boat. He was fishing with his. We were trying to cover as much water as possible for Falcon. Hmm. And then that's when you can take over. Where you, what, what, well, just the, tell them the whole thing. Uh, yeah, no, tell them. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. So seriously, I mean, just like, just like we said in the, you went, you in the from a lot of practicing at the time or, oh, I was down there a bunch, okay. a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And we found a tree, single tree, 17 feet of water in Salonius out in the middle of nothing that was loaded with fish. Okay. Pre-fishing the week before. Yep. Pre-fishing the week before, which y'all were just talking about the double digit and your personal best and whatever else. Yeah. I weighed the fish, did not take a picture of the fish, but I, which would be my personal best fish. I weighed it, but I didn't take a picture. What was it? 12-2. Wow. Out of this tree? Out of that tree. Okay. And I was sitting directly over the top of it Mm -hmm. with 2D sonar and was dropping flutter spoons into this tree on Falcon Lake. Wow. And it was a 10-1, I believe. And one that fish that was about eight and a half and that 12 two God, in three drops. Wow. No shit. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so solid, it, solid bag right away yeah, for three fish, fish, 30 pounds. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, basically I 
you know. I wasn't there that weekend. Yeah. Was, was that when Falcon was tapering off, though? Or was Lake that level still was, in his heyday? Lake level was con- was No, he's talking about bags. Besides, because, you know, yeah. remember there was a time at Falcon where it was, like, if you don't have at least 38, don't even come and weigh in, basically. True. Or 30, not, maybe not that high. But this this was down from yeah, that was a down from bit. those yeah. days. Correct. Yeah, it wasn't the heydays of the 38, 40-pound bags, mm-hmm. all yeah. that stuff. No, definitely not. I mean, it still took 30 to win, but you didn't have – Eight thirty-pound bags, exactly, exactly. Okay. Or being okay. told if you don't have twenty-eight, you're not even in the money. Right. You know, stuff yeah. like that. You don't have twenty-five plus. Don't even bring your fish up to the scale. Yeah, right. Stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yes, it was. So that's the week before kind of the tournament. Off. That you, was the you Sunday. Catch thir- you catch thirty on three drops. You yes. know where you're gonna fish. Right. Yeah, we know where we're going. But this is y'all's first time in a boat together, and y'all win a chance. So we go, we go back down there. Now we had a lot of other places we could have went that day. Yeah. But I mean, when we got finished fishing that tree for whatever long, however long it took us to catch the five. Didn't y'all have like, wasn't there like a fog? Yeah. So, all right, let's get to the morning of the tournament. Yeah. Oh boy. He and I are there. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. We're sitting in the boat and in the Valenio and I'm sitting here watching my clock. I mean, I'm literally watching my watch. Josh, we got to get rolling, man. Those fish are going to draw. We were boat 92. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but there's nobody leaving. It's fog delay. Sure. I mean, you can't see. Past, sure. you can't see into the Valenia. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like big time fog, but those fish were leaving at 10 30. For whatever reason, they would leave that tree at 10 30. Yeah. We, and I'm sitting over here starting to get, and I do get a little worked up about things sometimes. For sure. We all know that. Oh, yeah. oh you're a fisherman. Dude. Yeah. So pay attention to details. I keep telling Josh, yeah. I'm like, dude, we got to go, man. We got to go. We got to go. You know, let's, anyway, they finally turn us loose and, we got that 21 eye on tilt, baby. We're running down there as fast as that sucker will run nice. from the Valenio all the way into Salinas. Nice. Wide open. Wide open. Oh, which yeah. was, that sounds like a fun, that's a fun drive. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, we get down there and I mean, he, he drops a spoon. I yeah. drop a spoon. No, no. Okay. So we get there and I don't even know what we're doing. Oh, because yeah, no, I he, wasn't, I wasn't with him the week before. So he literally calls me on the way home from pre-fishing and says, all right, get on tackle warehouse. You need to order these flutter spoons. He's like, "Have you ever thrown a flutter spoon?" I'm like, "No." He goes, "All right, just you're, buy you're just some." Have to do yeah, yeah, just buy some. And I said, "Okay." So I bought them the night before the tournament. I tie them on, whatever. He puts the damn split rings on them and the swivel and all that oh. crap, you know. So he's looking at me like I'm. I'm crazy. like, whatever, dude. I don't know. Yeah, we're like, I'll what trust are you. Doing with this what are we doing? Yeah. So we get to the spot, and he says, "All right, pick up your flutter spoon." And he said, "Don't drop it till I tell you." And I'm like, okay. So I'm standing in the back of the boat with my finger on the button, just waiting. And he, all right, all right, all right, drop it. So I dropped it to the bottom. He dropped his to the bottom. And he jigs his up. I stroke mine up, nothing. He jigs it a second time, gets a bite, hooks up, and it comes off. And then about three jerks later, my rod loads, or no, his loads up again. And he catches the first fish. That's when it started getting. And that's when the shit show started. (laughs) So I net the fish and then the friggin' flutter spoon is all wrapped up in the net. It was completely, I cut the damn flutter spoon out of the net and didn't realize I'd cut a big hole in it. In the net? In the net. (laughs) Yeah. Big enough for a. So, 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 so we have. my first time fishing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So we have about a five and a half pounder in the boat. Nice. I get back on the back deck. I make like two more drops. I hook up. Kyle nets the fish 
And as he swings it over into the boat, the fish goes through the hole in the net oh, and falls man. on the deck of the boat. It's landing on the seat. It's, it's yeah, and we're like, oh, shit, whatever. So we unhook that. We unhook that thing. Kyle, I'm messing with the fish. Kyle's getting lined back up on the tree and everything. And again, why didn't you have the spot lock, dude? We, there was zero wind. There was no wind. It was dead slick. I'm calm. messing with y'all. There was no spot lock back then. No, there either. was. No, he we had, had it. We had, he had oh, old tracks. Yeah, no. We had on the, on 2018. No, no, he had it on the old tracks. Oh, old tracks. So I think old tracks came out like 2017. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, so this boat's this fish is through the net. I get it unhooked, and it's about a five and a half pounder. I get it in the live well. The net is all cut up to shit. So I pull up i pull down on the bottom of the net to get past the the holes, th- the holes yeah. and i reach into the glove box and get a zip tie mm-hmm. and just zip tie the bottom of the net up just so we have something yeah, yeah we yeah. sound like very professional <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no it, it, yeah and this is all happening this is all happening in what he's explaining yeah this is all happening like in a matter of like man. eight minutes yeah so then while i'm doing all this i finally get it all fixed up i'm in the back of the boat he pitches this flutter spoon back out to this tree, falls to the bottom. He jerks it, and it loads up. And whew, big one, dude. Giant. It, it was yeah. I I don't know. I I just remember seeing the head come out of the water, and I'm gonna say eight to ten pounds. Easy. Yeah. Some. Wow. I don't know if it was the twelve, but I guarantee you it was either the eight or the ten that he caught the weekend before. Wow. So. She comes up, shakes her head, and she comes off. And my partner's knees hit the deck. And he is just, like, completely deflated. So now we're just floating out here in the water. And he reels in, pitches back out there. I'm pitching in there. And at this time, we're at about that 1030 mark. And it just goes quiet. So he's like, well, we're not getting any more bites. He goes, let's go see if they're still there. So he turns on the down scan or whatever on his side imaging, the side imaging on his on the trolling, on the trolling mm-hmm. motor. And we cruised over to the tree and the tree's just completely empty. Crickets. No bait, no fish. Uh-huh. It's just gone. So we did all this work and whatever, and we got two fish for about 10 and a half pounds. Wow. That's all we got. And then he can take over from there. So as we come, we go by it the first time and I turn around and come back. And I'm looking at both sides of side imaging now. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I found the real special spot. Hadn't found this in free fishing, okay. but we found the tree. And I thought by 1030, we're going to be cruising back to the boat good. ramp. Yeah, but yeah. because of the fog delay and so on and so forth, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it didn't happen. There was a small feature that was about, what was it, 50 feet, 60 feet from yeah. the tree? Basically, they, basically like a, a long, like a, a long cast, yeah. like a rough spot or a little point or what, what just a little bit of rock, basically a little bit of, like a just rough a spot bit of rock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They moved over there and you could see them look like, I mean, oh. you could see them on the side imaging yeah, you yeah. see the, the bright spot and you see the shadow. And mm-hmm. I tell Josh, dude, they're right over there. Cast. Well, he hold jumped. on. But first, before we even make a cast, we drop a marker buoy by that tree. Okay. And then he's on the front of the boat with the side imaging with a second marker buoy and he's idling and he goes, okay, there they are. And then when he got past them, he threw out the second marker buoy. So we knew where it was. And then we circled back around. And then that's when we're like, okay, what do we do now? I don't know what. So, well, I had told Josh, I said, dude, you're going to leave your Texas rig and your Carolina rig at the house. 
which I am 100% happy he did not leave that stuff <laughs> yeah. out that day because, I mean, it got it got plum two, wild. Two for ten, and then y'all yeah. get back on this other spot. The and smallest then... fish, which was in the boat that we weighed in at, the, at this time, was five and a half pounds because that's the only fish we weighed. So yeah. it was five and a half on the, on the scale we had in the boat. And then whatever the other one was, was a little bit better than that. Okay. And then, but he. So how did y'all catch him off the other spot? He threw a Carolina rig over there. And I don't know what no, fish was seven. I caught, I caught it on a, I caught the, for that next one on a Texas rig. Texas rig. Because the night before, he's telling me, dude, you don't need a Texas rig. You don't need a Carolina rig. And I'm like, well, I've fished in the back of enough people's boats. Yeah. yeah I was like, I'm going to go ahead and tie it on because me being in the back of the boat, I'm always going to end up in a situation where I just need something that I can cast and fish, yeah. right. you know, fan cast around or whatever. So sure enough, I picked up that Texas rig and I was throwing a zoom mag speed worm, okay. you know, the Cinco, but it's got the, the little, little flutter, tail the, on the you, back of the it. Tail? Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, we start fishing. I don't know how many casts I made, but all of a sudden, thunk, and I set the hook and that was about the seven pounder. Damn. So we caught that one. And then we fish a little bit longer. I end up catching another one about, I don't know, six and a half, I guess. Yeah. So now we've got four fish in the boat, a five a, or a five and a half, a six, a six and a half and a seven. And then Kyle catches about a two pounder. So we have our limit, but we don't have right. what we think we need. And, and and now at this point, it's happening faster because we're getting to the point where at like noon, 1230, and we don't, we've got five, but one of them's a little swimmer. Yeah. Right. So we run over to another spot in the Salinas. There's some house foundations out there. He said, well, let's go try those. Not far, what, 100 yards? It wasn't too far. 200 yet. yards maybe. So we run over there, fish those a little bit. I think we catch, what, two dinks? Were they yeah. even keepers? They weren't even weren't keepers. Even keepers. We didn't even pick up the marker buoys. That, that's how close we were. Back at the original spot. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I see, I see. So we go fish this spot, nothing. And then... So around, where y'all are catching these fish, no, there's no other boats around you guys? They were all up in the brush. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they were, were all up shallow. in the bank, They're fishing brewery. shallow. And y'all are fishing 17-ish, 15 to 17 foot of water? about 17 foot of water. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we looked at each other and we're like, well, what do we do? And, I, and we basically came to the conclusion... We know those fish are over there. We just got to go. We got to catch one more. Let's go back. So I guess at about 1230, maybe something like that. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, yeah. somewhere around noon, you know, a little more than half the day's gone. Yeah. So we go back over there and this time we start fishing again. I fish, make a few casts, don't catch nothing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pick up the Carolina rig. So I picked up the Carolina rig, made a few casts with it, chunked it out there finally thunk reeled in our fifth fish and it was another six six and a half pounder something like that this, this whole time i'm throwing a 10xd cranking yeah because okay. i'm i'm over here dead set that that texas rig and carolina rig is not going no. to do us any good that's not how you call <laughs> but, it in practice right well so, exactly yeah, yeah yeah so i mean it's a good thing and i mean so basically at the end of the day we win the bass champs and when y'all win the 31.99 so we had 32 pounds 32, 32 pounds, pounds. Yeah. 32 pounds. but i mean it built the trust between the two of us sure. and yep. strengthened the friendship and sure. i mean here we are yeah and then know? and then so i've known you all for i mean i've known josh for a long time i've known you for i mean what we i've been in your boat once i only think once but we've been hanging out and talking fish oh, yeah. and 
and pre-fishing, we'll go to the same areas and fish. And so we'll talk on the way home or whatever. Helping keep each other awake on the phone, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we do one of our arm mentors. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so then you guys fish for several more years. And I know that you guys put your time in because I talked to you guys after practices. And so you guys aren't a fluke. You guys aren't going out there and just landing on fish. Y'all been putting some time in. And, I, and so I hear, I haven't heard from either of y'all yet. Because now I know that when you guys are on fish, Y'all don't call people. Nope. So when you're not well, on fish, nope. when you're not on hey, not fish, even, not even me. I know, right? When you're not on fish, I get lots of phone calls from Kyle and Josh. Like, hey, you know, like it's been, and then all of a sudden they went quiet for a while, and the next thing I hear, y'all win another champs, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, oh God, yes. come on, it ain't like I'll that. You know. No, but you guys are focused. You guys yes. are dialed yeah. in, right? Yeah. You guys are pri- so. How long? How many? When did you feel like y'all got dialed in for this next champs? Well, hold on. Before we get into that story. We're coming up on our first 30-minute break, so we're yeah, going to take gotta, a little break. Anyway, yeah, so. we're going to take a little break, and then we'll get into the next one. All right. Sounds All right, good. cool. All right, we're back. We're back. Seventh inning stretch is over. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom break, snack break, drink break. But Reload on the whiskey. That's exactly right. So, anyway, so we got done. We were talking about Falcon. So, the other interesting part of the story at Falcon is there was some drama that happened after – we weighed in our fish. So I don't, I'm sure a lot of guys that have fished tournaments for a long time, especially grassroots, you know, working man tournaments, whatever you want to call them, everybody does the same thing. You weigh in your fish, and it's, since you can't drink on the boat, everybody weighs in their fish, and then everybody goes to the truck and grabs a Coors Light or grabs a whiskey or whatever, and everybody sits around and watches everybody weigh in. Well, <laughs> my partner is one of those guys that does it. I do it. Well, so he hands me the bag of fish and I go walking down the hill. Well, I'm walking down the hill to go weigh in our fish. He's digging in the ice chest for some cold, for some cold Coors lights, (laughs) grabs a couple of Coors lights and he's following me down the hill waiting for when I come off the stage. So he's got a couple of Coors lights in his hand. I'm weighing the fish in and they, Chad Potts goes, Hey, where's your partner? And I was like, Oh, he's right out there. And Kyle raises his arms with a beer in each hand. Oh, I'm right here. Okay, well, we need a picture. So Kyle stuffs the Coors Lights in his cargo pants or his cargo shorts, walks up on stage. We hold up the fish for the picture and all that stuff. And then I walk off the stage. I'm getting the way slip and everything, making it all official. And then I walk around the stage. Well, at that time, <laughs> Kyle has the one beer in his hand and the, mine is still in his cargo pocket. And one of the tournament guys walks up and says, dude, good job. Gives Kyle a fist bump while he's holding a beer in his hand. And as soon as Kyle fist bumps him, he opens the beer. The tournament guy never says anything, never says nothing. So I walk over there. Kyle hands me a beer. I open my beer. I don't drink beer as fast as Kyle does. So we're standing over there. And plus, he kept me out there all day and didn't feed me. Yeah. So, Which is a yeah. very big mistake. I, so, yeah. I, yeah. So I'd, I'd only had like two or three waters maybe, and like a pack of crackers or a pack of beef jerky or something. So Kyle's over there talking to all of the rest of our buddies that fished that tournament, and I'm tearing up that hot dog stand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hurting. Because they give away those free hot dogs. So, man, dude, I'm over there. I got two or three of them. Oh, no, they do it. They do it. Oh, yeah. Right. So he's going to find them. Oh, yeah. So I'm over there, you know, annihilating this hot dog stand. I mean, ketchup, mustard, whole nine yards, dude. I'm just getting down. Yeah. So I'm walking over to Kyle. I've already scarfed down one hot dog. I'm eating another. I'm having a couple <laughs> sits of beer, and we're standing there talking to everybody. And 
what, half the way in goes by or whatever. We're getting kind of closer to the end. And then we hear a page on the thing. I need Keller and Spencer to the trailer. Okay, cool, whatever. So we walk over to the trailer. Kyle and I both have a beer in our hands. And we walk over behind the trailer. And the tournament guy looks at us and he's like, guys, don't tell me those are what I think they are. And we're like, uh, okay. And he goes, have y'all been drinking beer? And we were like, yeah, we always do. Hmm. And Kyle's like, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, this might be a problem. And we're like, oh, crap. Okay. So then Kyle goes to telling the tournament guy, he's like, look, he goes, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not trying to tell you anything. He goes, but I read these rules forward and backwards because I knew what kind of fish we were on and I knew we might get to this point. And back then, the rules in the Bass Champs thing said no consumption of alcohol or drugs or whatever, mind-altering substance, mind substance through the way-in process. No, through your way-in process. Yeah, okay. through through your way-in process. Well, we didn't start drinking until after well, I got that slip. Yeah. Right. So at that point, we're done. Yeah. And Kyle's, at least that's what we thought. Yeah, at least that's <laughs> what we thought. So Kyle's telling, the, Kyle, Kyle's telling the tournament guy this, hey, look. This is the way I read the rules. This is the way I interpreted them. Yeah. I, th I'm just telling you what we thought. And he goes, okay, guys, well, look. He goes, the reason we do the beer and alcohol and mind-altering substances, because if you win one of these things, you got to take a polygraph. Yeah. And the beer or the drugs or whatever could alter the polygraph test. He goes, so I don't want to be the ones that disqualify y'all. And he looks at Kyle and he goes, how many beers have you drank? And Kyle goes, I've had two. <laughs> he looks at him and goes, okay, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> two quarters like Yeah. And he Come goes, and, and then he looks at me and he goes, how many have you had? And I still had my first beer in the hand and it maybe had like two sips left in the bottom of it. And I handed it to him. I said, this is my first one. And he holds it and he goes, okay. He said, here's what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to take you up to the polygraph guy. I'm going to let him run his test. And if he says you're good, I'll let you take the polygraph. He goes, but I have to get him to say you're good because if I let y'all win and people have seen that y'all have been drinking beer, I'm the one that has to defend y'all and say, no, everything's good. These guys are good. Yeah. So I'm going to let him make the call. Did, did get, didn't y'all get contested? Well, there's been some controversy. There's hearsay about think, it, but yeah, we don't actually but, oh, okay. know. We're not, and, and I hope, I mean, if, if the right people hear it, I hope that nobody thinks that we have a ill feeling towards the no, guys that absolutely not. did it. No, and no. and we still never were whatever y'all won and got paid. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Good. And exactly. Pass the polygraph, so everything. Yeah, went, yeah. So no, it was all great. So all right. he takes me up to the top of the pavilion up there at the top of the county ramp. Guy's got his polygraph thing set up and everything. Kyle rides up in the truck with me, and then Jeff drops me off. Jeff Welch, he drops me off and he takes Kyle back down to the where everybody else is at. So I'm up there. It's still daylight when I get up there, and it's dark when I leave. And I'm sitting. Uh, yeah, that took yeah. forever. It how, took, how was that polygraph experience, dude? Like? I he yeah, does but, it every time, by the way. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> taken. I've, yeah, I've taken three now. But anyway, the the polygraph thing. You know, all these guys say, "Oh, you, I can pass it. I can do that, dude." Ain't friggin' happening unless you're one of those psychopaths you see on Criminal Minds or whatever. Uh. A normal person is not passing one. You feel guilty just sitting in the chair. Wow. Like he hooks you up to the machines and you're like, all right, I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> so, so he hooks me up to all the machines and everything. And the polygraph, the way they do it is he reads you all the questions first. So you're not surprised by anything. And we go through all the questions forward and backwards. Well, one of the questions he asked is, did y'all get any information from anybody that had been on the water during the off limits? Well, I didn't pay attention to the whole question, but the first thing that came to my mind is when we were sitting in the fog delay, one of our buddies pulls up next to us and he spot locked next to us in the Valeno and we're talking, waiting for the fog delay. And Kyle says, hey, Steve, what should I tie on this Carolina rig? Man, you need one of them watermelon red mag flutes. <laughs> and when he asked me that question, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, shit, we got information. Yeah, but I mean, but, he weren't, yeah, but, but, that's not, but that's not what y'all were doing. But. No, and, and it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because Steve was not on the water during the off-limits yeah. period. So if I would have listened to the whole question, but I just heard, did you get information? And, dude, that thing came to my mind, popped like into head, popped man. into my head. So anyway, I go through the whole polygraph. They ask you the same 10 questions three times. They ask them to you forwards. Then they ask him to you backwards. Then they ask him to you forwards again. So I'm done. Jeff comes back up to the top and the guy's like, how'd he do? And he said, he passed with flying colors. These guys are good. You don't have anything to worry about. And he asked me, he said, hey, how do you feel you did? And I said, man, I felt like I did good. And I told the polygraph guy, mm -hmm. I said, I was a little worried about this one question. And he goes, why? And I told him the same situation that I just told y'all. And that's when he was like, well, did you hear the part where I said on the water during off limits? And I was like, not at first I didn't. He goes, yeah. He goes, don't worry about it. It's, it was legal. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, good. holy crap. So Kyle's still down at the, by the stage. Jeff not drinking beer, not drinking beer at this point. <laughs> yeah. Getting a little nervous. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff takes like, me. taking so long. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff takes me back down there. And I just walk up to Kyle and I remember walking up. I was like, I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to say nothing. I ain't going to do anything. And Kyle goes, well, what happened? <laughs> and I'm standing right in front of him. And I said, oh, the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, let's go get our fucking money. <laughs> and Kyle <laughs> gives me this huge ass hug. And we're like, oh, dude, it, like the weight had been lifted at that point. Nice. But and then, you know everything else happened after first that time so blues. there you go yeah nice. first time we'd ever been in the boat together get a check for 20 grand for fishing on a saturday afternoon yeah That's exactly not too bad at all yeah. exactly okay, awesome. and that was round one so now you know so let's let's jump over to you know y'all fish together again i was saying you i know you guys fish hard y'all put your time in you practice a lot kyle is the king of iron man trips he's <laughs> dragged my ass down to falcon at 4 30 in the morning even though I own a house on Falcon Lake, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go catch some shut eye and we'll drive back tomorrow. He's like, nah, I got to go. Oh, I got to go feed my cats. I'll just Jeez, I knew that. he was going to bring that up. <laughs> I knew he was going to bring that up. <laughs> so, you know, we get off the water 5 30, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. It was dark. It was we dark, maybe dark. 7 o'clock. And then we're I'm driving like, back. And I'm like, no, man, my, my house is like, we don't even have to hitch up the boat. Let's just go back up and get some sleep. And so, anyway, he's the king of Ironman trips. And what I'm saying is he puts his time in. So he'll go down to Falcon. He'll go to Amistad on these one-day trips, and he practices a lot. He puts his time on the water. So then how, how does the Amistad thing come around? You guys get quiet. Well, Nobody hears from y'all. Well, well you know, crickets. The, the, <laughs> the, the next five years go by, yeah. and I would say, I mean, and we, well, I mean, we ended up doing good in 18. 
we ended up fishing four tournaments. We, we skipped the first one at Amistad. We won Falcon. And then we fished four tournaments, and we ended up cashing a check in three of the four tournaments. Nice. We won one. So, I mean, and then over the next couple of years, we cashed checks here and there, you know. I mean, but never never got on that thing again that mm. we thought we had to have. And he and I have been – Dude, we've we've gone through the ringer. Do we need to change our style of fishing? Do we need yeah. do we need to learn how to throw crankbaits? Do we need to learn how to do this? I mean, it has been a constant struggle, and in a struggle in a good way, but seriously trying to figure out yeah, like how do we get back to that? How do I mean? Pains, basically. Yeah, do yeah. We want to do it again. We want to do it again. Yeah, we kind of slacked off a little bit there. I mean, yeah. Now, I mean, when when COVID came around, we got on the same type of bite down Falcon, mm. and it was 2020? 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020 when COVID hit, and, and we they postponed the tournament. And we actually felt like if that tournament would have happened, we had a good chance to win again. Mm-hmm. We I, were on yeah. we were on the caliber fish to catch 25 to 30 pounds. We nice. thought, and then COVID hits, they cancel the tournament. Yep, they end up you know doing the double header amistad and it just yeah yeah and i mean and and not blaming nothing on covid but covid took it i mean that that took a toll on everybody oh yeah yeah. and and even back to that tournament that's right when i had bought that property on falcon i was spending yago guys were staying at my trailer i was spending more time down there me and richard also felt like on that tournament i was like dude we're on some we got on a good pattern we started catching some nice crankbait fish and i was like dude we have this might be you know, we'll, we'll do well in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And of course, like y'all are saying, put all that time in and then the COVID hits yeah. and they cancel it, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I know that I, I guess I kind of know the feeling. So then, but let's get to this, this Amistad tournament. So here we this, are. This, yeah. Here we are, March, 2023. And we decide, all right, we need to go start pre-fishing for Ivy. Yep. So we take a trip. Don't up. ever go to that lake. Yeah, that lake sucks. <laughs> so we take a trip to Ivy. We spend two days on the water. We end up catching. I catch two fish the first day. He doesn't catch a single fish. The second day we go out, he catches two fish or no, maybe three fish. No. The second day. On, on oh, no. The second Sundays, day we caught we nothing. Neither one of us caught a fish. Yeah, yeah. So two fish the first day, blank on Sunday. Okay. So we wait two weeks. We said we're going to go back. We're going to give it one more try. We go out the first day. I don't catch nothing. He catches two or three fish, three fish, and Sunday we blank again. Mm. So at this point, we've spent four days, eight to nine hours each day. Shitload of money. And we've <laughs> ca- and we've caught five fish, and not and because of the slotted ivy, we don't even have a limit at this point. Maybe we could have weighed in three fish mm. because of the slot thing. And no big ones either. It's not like no. We were the biggest fish we caught was scope. five pounds. Yeah, I mean we were. Trying so, to find tournament fish, not yeah. chasing them down with live scope. And this, so this happens. I could, at this point, I just want to go drill a hole in the dam, let the whole lake drag, <laughs> drain dry. You know, we're literally, I'm telling them, like, I could care less if I ever go back to that place. And I hate saying that because, I mean, you can what tell by out. what they do on the social media. I mean, it's a hell of a lake. Yeah. But and, and we will go back. We I mean, will. We, yeah, but we at, the, at that particular point in time, I didn't, I hope the dam broke. I just drain it dry, you know? So the tournament comes up and he and I were talking on the phone every day, every other day. And we're like, what are we going to do? We're on nothing. 
And we said, and we came to the conclusion, we said, you know what? The last time we won one of these things, we put in our time and we figured it out. And I had already cleared it with my wife that I was going to be gone for the weekend fishing. And we said, screw it. Let's save our money and let's go to Amistad. And we'll just start pre-fishing. There's going to be a double header there. So the weekend of Ivy, while everybody's fishing Bass Champs, he and I are at Falcon, and, or he and I are at Amistad. And there you go, Kyle. That's all you. It, it really didn't take as long as we kind, of, we kind of started a little early on that deal because it sure didn't take long. By 10 o'clock that morning that down there, we found what we ended up winning the tournament on. Wow. And the stressful part about from there was watching that lake level drop six inches a day. Oh, true. Yeah. And day after day after day. I mean. So how do you, how, how what was the, it was a hump y'all want them, correct? Yeah. What, what, um, how deep was it when y'all first started practicing and how deep did it About fall off? 21. Deep? Yeah. Eight, 18 to 21, depending on what side of the hump you were on. Okay. But yeah, it was eight, 18 to 21 feet deep. When y'all found it? When we found it. And the week, the weekend of, of Bash Champs at Ivy, which was March 18th or something like that. What would it drop to when you guys, the tournament, the tournament weekend? What was there, four feet of water on yeah, top of it? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we are literally watching the graph and watching this thing tank. Wow. And so we caught those fish in the third weekend of March. And we said, all right, two weeks later, the first weekend of April, we went out there again. Because we were like, at this point, we'd already watched the lake level start falling. And we're sitting here thinking, well, that spot's going to be dry. We're going to have to go find something else. That spot's screwed. Let's go. Mm. So we go out again, take two boats out there and drive around and drive around. And no, 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 no. Yeah, drive around. We drove and drove and, and drove. both boats all day. We And we I mean, fished everywhere. Never, got never any found bikes. anything else. No, looking. We sure. weren't fishing. We were looking. Yeah. We were looking for something similar to what we found that weekend. So we end up going back over to that spot. We're still three, four weeks ahead of the tournament. Graph it. Everything still looks the same. It's shallower. We made a couple casts, caught some fish on it, and we said, okay, the fish are still here for now, but they ain't going to be here for long. I don't think we're going to make it. Hmm. So, that, so at that point, we've spent two days. We know what we are on, but – not really. Y'all catch some big ones during practice? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. A few sixes here and there. Hell yeah. Seven yeah. and a half. We caught well, a On six, scales, yeah. not, not yeah. putting the big we caught a We caught a 753. We caught a six. And then like another four, four well, and a half. The, the first cast, the, the very first cast on it was yeah. a fish that was over five pounds. Wow. Yes. And we didn't put that on the scale because we're thinking, well, that could have been a fluke. But then. He backs it up with a 753, and we're like, ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually looks exactly like it's supposed to here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at this point, we're, okay, we're not going to fish here anymore. Let's just kind of see. So then two weeks later, when we go out and do all that driving around, we end up going out there and, okay, let's let's try it. Let's see what we can find. We actually end up, what? because we went and put the one boat back on the trailer. Yeah, it was we, like 530. It was 530 in the evening. We had been driving around all day. I went and put the boat I was in back on the trailer, got in the bass boat with him, and we went back out to that spot because everybody was off the lake by then, and we fished there, and we caught another solid, like, five-pounder. Okay, perfect. Then we left it alone. 
the weekend before the tournament, we're still watching this thing fall like a friggin' rock. Yeah, and like six inches a dude, day, he's right? calling me every day. Dude, if we keep this pace up, that place is going to be high and dry. We ain't going to make it. There ain't going to be no fish there. I was, I was a little nervous, Nelly. Yeah. Josh, so, Josh has that calming effect on me, which is great. Yeah. So. so I'm just like, all right, well, so the weekend before, he goes out there, and they had that big oil man's tournament out oh, there, that man. API yeah. oil man tournament or whatever. Well, he's driving around looking. He's still looking for more spots, but he keeps driving by our spot. And he, there was boats on it all day. There was, you know, Loaded three, with three, four, five boats on this spot all day long. And finally, at about five o'clock, everybody had gone in to weigh in. He goes over there. Now it's the weekend before the tournament, so we're not really interested in sore mouth and fish. Sure. So he goes over there, graphs it, makes sure everything still looks okay, you know, the water depth and make sure what we're looking for is still there. It looks okay still there and it's still there and we're like all right now it's just a waiting game but you never cast it on no not the weekend weekend before no we never we never made a cast the weekend before so now it's just a waiting game Hmm. and we get up go out there the night before go to the tournament register everything what did y'all draw what boat 58 yeah 50 yeah because we were 58 and 46 or something 58 58 saturday Hmm. so Saturday morning, well, sat, or Friday night, we're like, what are we going to do? And we're like, well, we got to go there. I mean, there's still water on it. Yeah. We don't know how much, but there's still water on it. So we got to go try it. So we run well, we up. Had, we had, we did find some other things that were somewhat decent. We knew where some more fish were. Yeah. But, but nothing like that. Nothing like what this one was. So we make the run up there and we get there and there's one boat on it. On one end of it. On yes. one end of it. And then, because th- this place we're fishing, it's, I'd say it's probably, it's a big hump, but it's probably a couple hundred yards long. Just, it from, just happens from to be tip a, to another tip. special team on the other end. Yeah. <laughs> from, from, from tip to tip, it's probably a couple hundred yards long. So they start on one end, we go to the other end, and we start fishing. Dude, we put the spot lock down, and we never left. Hmm. And we start fishing, and... You can go ahead. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't that that because, I mean, everybody knows Josh and I now, that pretty much all we can do at Amstead. And, I mean, we didn't do nothing but drag all day. And it was one here, one there, one here, one there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was sitting back there sick and tired of culling fish by the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it was, geez. You know, but yeah, mm-hmm. I feel so bad for you guys. You well, catch so many good right. fish in a bass championship. You got a cold fish, well, but we didn't have. I mean, it wasn't like we had some giant bag, but no, it just happens to be, yeah. Enough. But you see how many guys blank though, too, at the same time. Very true, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could go to a lot of places out there and not catch a yeah. fish, yeah. I mean, yeah, people were struggling. But, I, was, but, I was actually a little surprised in the weights because I know up to the practice, a lot of people were going I, out there. I was too. I really thought, I thought, and Josh and I both thought that we would, if the lake level wouldn't have fallen, we could easily come in with 25 plus yeah and probably both days and y'all had right at 22 21 just over 21 and see what what was still lingering in the back of my mind the whole time was we had fished this spot we knew that there was some decent fish on it but because we never fished the spot really really hard in Mm -hmm. practice and then between all the boats that were on it the weekend before at that oil man's tournament in my mind, 
I truly thought we could catch 15 to 18 pounds. Possibly after the water level. After the water level dropped and everything, I thought we could catch 15 to 18 pounds. Get close to that 20 mark or over 20 if I got lucky and caught that seven and a half pounder again or whatever, you know, that kicker fish. Yeah, but I felt but I but because we had never really sat there and burned that place to the ground to really find out what was there. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I was still like, man, you know, there's fish here, but I don't know, you know, how good it could be. And what was it? What was y'all's big fish that tournament? You feel like we didn't have anything. Any, I mean, we they were all solid fish. We really didn't have big. We basically ended up with two sixes, a five, like a three, and like a two and a half. Damn. So we just had, you know, we had five solid fish. Yeah, yeah. And we ended up with twenty one eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, 21-18. Well, come to find out after we're sitting there, and he and I are up the way in, and we weighed in early because we left that spot at like 2 o'clock. We had to be back at the dock by 3 because we were in the second flight or whatever, and it was blowing that morning, like 20, 20, 20 to 25 is what they were saying. Well, that was like pre-storm, right? It was pre-storm because that storm came in Saturday night. Yeah. So he and I left at about 2 o'clock. To, no, we left at 2.20. Because that's what we said. We need to give ourselves 45 minutes. Because we didn't know how rough it was going to be in the main lake. And we knew, dude, when you go over that rough water, we're going to have to stop. We're going to have to pee because it's rough. And then (laughs) we're we're going to have to put more water in the live well because the water sloshes out through the overflows when you're in that rough water and everything. So we were giving ourselves time. Well, it comes out it wasn't that rough. We ran, even in the meat of the lake where it was supposed to be rough, we ran 50 miles an hour the whole way. So it was like, like yeah. So so we end up getting back over to the other side. We end up coming under the bridge at like 245. But we don't have anything else to go to. So we ended up going and screw it. Let's put it on the trailer. Eat a pizza. Yeah. Uh, Well, Well, get some hot dogs. I did have sandwiches in the boat for Josh. Yeah, he's clapping his hands. Where's the the hot dog stand? He was too busy calling fish to be trying to Yeah, exactly. So we put it on the trailer, and, you know, we're, we go weighing our fish, 2118. And, again, I don't know why it is, but Kyle and I never feel like we have what it takes to win these things because, first thing, we weigh in 21 pounds. They don't even ask to take our picture of the fish or nothing. Just, oh, good job, guys, and walk off. And I was surprised about that. I was like, where's their fish? I know, yeah. 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 Where's their right. – Well, dude, we were, like, probably one of the first 10 or 15 teams to weigh in. We were early. So we walk over there, and now we're just sitting and waiting. And 18 pounds, 19 pounds, then a bunch of 8s, 9s, 10s, 11s, and then 20.05. And it's like, oh. And, we're just, and our friends, well, Kyle's friends from Rio Medina, Chance and Cody Hunley, those guys, I love those guys. Both times we've won. They have stayed till the very end with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't thank them guys enough. They They're... they should have left both times, and uh, they stayed the whole time. Now they didn't have fish either time, so they're getting to sit there and drink beer. We ain't getting to drink beer. Which they were running <laughs> in the face. But Five yeah, minutes. so we're sitting there, and we're just and every time one of those bags goes across at twenty something pounds, one of those brothers goes dodged another bullet. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sitting here thinking, how many bullets this gun got in it, dude? So, and then sure enough, one of our other friends walks up to me and he knew about Falcon and the beer thing. And he goes, what'd y'all have? And I said, 21 pounds. And he goes, oh man, y'all are leading. Oh no, he saw the thing. So he walked up and said, 
good job. He goes, and the first thing he tells me is, I bet you could use a beer right now. And I'm like, yeah, I could. I could, really, <laughs> I could use one. So the whole thing goes by. And sure enough, Keller Spencer needs y'all to come to the trailer. And we're like, all right. And there's still like 30 minutes before they close the scales. So we walk over, we walk over there and Jeff Welch comes up. And the first thing Kyle says, I don't even have a beer in the truck on the property. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, good guys. I'm glad you learned or whatever he said, but Jeff's a great guy. He is. So he picks a number. He goes, guys, I'm going to pick a number in my head from zero to five. Pick a number, and whichever one of y'all are closer is going to take the polygraph. Kyle picks five. I pick one. Yeah. And he goes, well, it's one. I'm like, great. Now i got to take it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we go through everything and all that and, you know, go through the po- It was uneventful I mean, at that point, you know, but went through the polygraph. Everything went good. And, you know, another one. Another one down for us. Nice, man. Congrats, 20 grand guys. richer, man. 20 yeah. grand richer. We'll chase that third right. one, which yeah. we tried. I mean, we didn't. We yeah, didn't and, it was, and it was a double header. So then, yeah. of course, you, y'all, y'all feel like it was, I mean, it's a big hump y'all are talking about. So you feel like there's some meat left there and y'all can go back and catch another bag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The storm comes in. The weather change. Yeah. 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 So the storm was fucking brutal. Oh, man. dude. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Did it hit you on Del Rio? Did y'all got poured on? Oh, I yeah. never woke up. It poured. So, but he, he woke up, yeah. which is strange yeah. for me because I'm a very light sleeper, but I never woke up throughout the storm. But yeah. when we got up the next morning. Hey, you sleep a lot better when you have 20 grand. Right. Well, <laughs> there was a lot of vodka consumed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure hung over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to reset the computer here and we'll finish up on the story. Okay. All right. So, yeah. We before we went to that last break, yes, the storm you were talking about, it came in Saturday night. I mean, it was yeah, lightning, thunder. I woke up two or three times and because I could hear it hitting the tin no. on the awning next to my window right there. Yeah, right, Tommy's or no? No, we were in a trailer similar to like Tommy's, oh. but we were actually staying in a uh, uh, one of those trailers right across the street from the Exxon. By the oh, two okay. guys over there in that RV yeah, yeah. park that's back there. Oh yeah, my buddy uh, Chad, he he owns Athletic Sewing Center. He just bought a trailer back there. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. we stayed in one, and yeah, I mean and they're fixing it up, so it'll be another hookup spot. Cool. Once, that's once cool. Once it done. Yeah, 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 no, it was super nice, super awesome. But yeah, that storm came in, and I just remember when we were driving mm-hmm. to Box Canyon because the second day was a trailering event, so we went and put in at Box Canyon, and dude, all the bar ditches are full of water. I mean, it's it rained a bunch. Mm-hmm. It had rained a bunch. So did the lake catch any water that night? No, not enough to mess with. The I level. don't think it caught enough to do anything. But yeah. it was so Saturday. So Saturday, wind blew out of the southeast all day, twenty miles an hour, whatever. Sun shining. It was eighty-eight degrees when we were sitting there at the boat ramp waiting for polygraph and all that stuff. Sun shining, eighty-eight degrees. That night, that storm came in. Sunday, we fished in a 20 to 25 mile an hour north wind all day, Shit. and it was 58 degrees That's when we day. got in the truck and put the boat on the on the trailer. So we're talking complete flip Different. of wind, and then not only that, a temperature drop of 30 degrees. We weren't willing to change what we had done the day before, so yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah. About so that. well, first off, so Saturday. While I'm taking the polygraph, there's two guys that come over to him and start talking to him. And they're like, hey, you were the guys that were on that spot today. 
and Kyle's like, uh, Kyle's like, you know, we don't know these guys. We don't know who they right, are. Right. And Kyle's like, okay, yeah, you know. And then they both they both had like the sun hoods on. Oh, like the buffs or whatever. Like the buffs yeah. or the or the fishing shirts that have the hoods the on them. Oh, like the Fcos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Kyle's sitting there, kind of talking to him, like, "Well, yeah, but I'm not wanting to tell you yeah. everything, you know. Like, who are these guys?" And they were like, "Well, we were on that spot too, on the other end, on the other end." And and Kyle's like, "And I don't remember seeing these two guys." Well, about that time, they both took their hoods off, and both guys were wearing matching blue ball caps like blue Skeeter hats or something like yeah. that. And Kyle recognized the hats. Mm. And yeah, Kyle's like, was it? I don't know. We don't oh. know him. Oh, okay. okay. Well, y'all recognize the hats. I'd recognize the, the hats. So yeah. So they come up and they're telling Kyle, Hey guys, we were on that spot too. You know, yada, yada, yada. And we're leading angler of the year. And we're going to be on that spot tomorrow. And do you mind if, we kind of share water, you know, we might come up there a little bit and fish by y'all, whatever. And Kyle's like, well, my partner's taking the polygraph. I'll talk to him when he gets out, whatever. So I get done, go over there and Kyle's like, hey, come here. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then he, they start explaining the story to me and where I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, y'all come up and fish on our end. We're going to go down and fish on y'all's end. But one of the, Kyle was like, because we weren't sure who they were. We weren't sure if they just happened to see us catching fish and were, right. yeah, you know, trying to. About the, I mean, how, we, how I recognize the cats. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> one of the six pounders that I caught, dude, these guys are like idling right by us. They're not graphing. They're not fishing. They are literally idling the boat one direction, and both of them have their heads turned. And they're just watching us <laughs> and they're telling, they're telling Kyle like, Oh yeah, no, we saw all the fish y'all caught. And we're like, Damn. okay. They you got know. way better eyesight than I do. Fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly. So we're kind of like, okay, we still don't know who these guys are. So Kyle starts kind of grilling them a little bit like, all right, look guys, you know, we'll do whatever we'll, you know, we ain't going to, we're, we're not going to try to get in the way of someone winning angler of the year but I'm not going to give up our juice either at the same time. Right. Hey, so trying to win 40. Yeah. Games. So yeah, Kyle's yeah. like, y'all guys got to promise me. Have you know, did y'all know about this spot before today? And the guy's like, Oh no, 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 no. Yes, we do. We got waypoints all over our boat. You know, we, we've been fishing that spot. We, and Kyle's like, okay, no problem. Good enough. Good yeah. enough for me. And they had, they started Saturday with an eight pounder. They caught an eight pounder down on the other end of the hump. Man. And they were actually yeah. fishing something that we weren't where they were starting. We actually weren't even fishing that far. Not, you know, so, and they were like, so we ended up, you know, getting out there Sunday. Turned home. out to be nice guys. Yeah. It turned out to be nice guys, but you never know yeah. when you have a boat idle by you and they're staring at you for 10 minutes while you're reeling in a six pounder and you're yeah, like, yeah. um, okay, you know, <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, they ended up being nice guys. I actually don't think they ended up winning angler. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, I think they ended up getting second. Thanks to you guys. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> they, they, had, they, they started on the other end. But, yeah, no, so it was a it was uh, pretty uneventful, really. Yeah, yeah, su- Sunday was uneventful. We ended up with 10 pounds, and we only caught one of the right fish. We had one that was about three and a half pounds, and our other four were swimmers. Just swimmers. 
but we just could never. Well, changing conditions. We didn't. We yeah. Didn't change. We didn't change our program up at all because I mean. Yeah, it was a complete weather shift and everything. Complete everything weather change, but we didn't change because I mean, how do you when we're not professional anglers? I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't. And and I, I mean, sometimes I don't think we're even good at all. But you know, like we, we <laughs> well, especially when sometimes. But yeah. well, yeah, our because our our favorite saying every time at the end of a day when we have about ten pounds is, "Oh no, we suck again." <laughs> <laughs> we say that a lot. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> But hey, that's vision. I think most seasoned anglers would agree. I mean, there's some special guys out there that can they put it on them every time. But yes, a lot of us guys that weren't born with fucking gills behind our ears, you know, like we right. put our work in, and every once in a while the stars line up and we do well. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then there's certain groups of guys, and and I don't even think that there's well, some of them are special, and then some of them just have a lot of time to spend on the water. True. And I think that's really the you know we talk about that often. Like we say we, yeah, it's time on the water. Time on the you water. Can't, you can't replace that. But yeah. if y'all don't mind talking about, again, in the spirit of, you know, we're an elite bass club. Well, Kyle, you know, you fish some of our adventure. I don't think you're part, part of the club. I mean, you're, you're, you're part and you hang out with the guys. But, you know, we always talk about how we, we want and the baits that we use. So if y'all don't mind talking about that a little bit. I'm very, very boring <laughs> yeah. Carolina rig. Oh, yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. There was no, there's nothing special. There's no. Through some grass. I mean, y'all were dragging through grass, though? Sometimes there was grass there. Sometimes there was just, just I mean, it, it just happened to be a. A, a, a spot that was holding fish because lake level was falling yeah they were pulling out you know the creeks were running right by drain was running right by a creek running right by it okay you know i mean we just happened to find the fish and then we caught them it was you know for to the best of my limited knowledge because you know like we talk about you know we're not pros but it was just one of those typical i guess you hear people talk about like a staging point or a staging yeah. spot you know like it was just one of those places that the fish stop on because there's bait there for whatever reason they're there. And yeah, dude, we literally caught all of our fish dragging Carolina rigs and Texas rigs. Yeah. Same way we caught the big fish at Falcon minus the water spoons. I mean, yeah. that's kind of Kyle and I's MO. I mean, that's sure. I shouldn't say that's our MO, but if you can ask me how I want to catch fish, that's what I have the most confidence in. If I go to a place that I've never been to and I got to go try to catch fish or find fish, I'm going to pick up a Carolina rig or a Texas rig until I find something. Sure. You know, that's what I have confidence in. And y'all, uh, Cinco's, Texas rigs, uh, Flukes, what were y'all, what, Man, what was the main? They they hit a lot of different plastics. We caught yeah. some on Cinco's. I caught a couple on that Ultra Vibe Speed Worm that I was talking about. I like that bait. The um, big one, the small one? Uh you know, at Amistad, at Amistad, I have a tendency to maybe not throw such big baits all okay. the time, yeah, you know, because, I yeah, yeah, I feel the fish are just a little yeah. more finicky. But it really, I think it was, I really feel like those fish, where they were, and because they were on that spot in staging, I definitely think it was an area more than it was a presentation. Sure. I feel like you could have thrown a confidence but, but bait the on there and caught key. fish. The Carolina, the Carolina rig was key. Of, Absolutely. A weightless bait down in that area or a weightless look. We never, I mean, we started the first cast was a Texas rig. Yeah. When we found the, when we you know, idled across it. Yeah. And it was a five, five plus pound fish. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, we never changed. We, yeah. did, we never, no. I mean, we tried a couple other things here and there. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, because I mean, y'all basically in the same area. I mean, the same what? Same, 50, same fifty yard stretch, hundred yard stretch. Yeah, or, right, right. I mean, right yeah. in that on top of that thing. I mean, I threw some crankbaits and yeah. stuff across it, and he, and he caught a couple of fish he, on a rattle trap, caught a couple yeah. fish on a swim jig. But I the mean, big ones came on the plastics. Yeah, but I mean, it was just, it was just, 
that's what we spent most of the time doing. Sure. Uh, what I, I guess what I'm getting at, what, my point to it, like Josh said, you could have caught them numerous ways. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like like we talk about elite bass club, right? Yeah. All of us guys. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind, Rigby could have gone up there with a crankbait and probably caught the damn fish. Sure. We or could probably better. Or probably, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's his confidence. I I really do think. Yeah, it was it was it was, right, it was the area the area more than the presentation more than the presentation. Whether that's something, you, you know, I feel like guys get hung up on presentations mm-hmm. and 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 colors of baits and stuff like that and trust me i have for years you know getting hung up on different you know oh man we've got to be throwing that watermelon red cinco made by yum you know yeah. whatever i mean yeah. but at the end of the day i don't think it made any difference sure. yeah, it yeah. was the main key is putting the time in to find the fish sure. that's the main key we yeah. happen to find them very quickly but I mean, how many times have we been on Amstead? Sure. You know, so I mean, it was, we kind of figured out what we were looking for pretty quick that morning. Yeah. You know, hey, this ain't working. This ain't working. You know, and then next thing you know, well, we need to go try this. We try this, which is where we ended up. And yeah. We never changed. Yeah. yeah we, because we tried to duplicate it, and never found another. Because the guys that got second place to us were the angler of the year contenders. They had 20.8 pounds or something like that. And, you know, we asked them, you know, what are y'all catching them on? Oh, we got a special color Cinco. They threw the same bait all day long. Uh, just both dra- days. just both days, just dragging Texas rigs. So those guys that came up to ask to share water with y'all, they weighed in a 20 pound bag? Yeah, they, they weighed, weighed in a 20, 20 pound, pound bag. bag on Saturday. They ended up fourth behind. The, wow. And then they were leading for Angler of the Year. Well, yeah. then this is a special spot because then come Sunday, uh, Mike Bates, which is a very seasoned angler, has won best very multiple. Angler. Yeah, and, and, and his partner, partner Jerry. Jerry's yeah. a very cool guy. Uh, we we know these guys, and they talk, and they're friendly, and they're cool. Yeah. And I'm ha- happy for them too. But they won on the same hump, but on the opposite. Oh, side. On the opposite correct? end, next to the guys yeah. that were in contention for Angler of the Year. Yeah. They started there. I want to make it perfectly clear that they started there Saturday morning. They had an earlier boat draw. Right. Yes. Yeah. They started. They, they on, were there when we got there. Yeah. They started on the opposite end of the hump that we wanted to start on. Yeah. And Jerry and I are friends. I mean, Jerry, sure, yeah. Jerry De La Fuente and my brother grew up together. Mm-hmm. I mean, he used to beat the crap out of me when I was a kid just, <laughs> just for fun, you know. Yeah. Which I don't think he wants to try that anymore, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but so they started there. They didn't, you know, they, I'm, by no means do I want to say that they followed us and beat us the second day or anything like oh, that. Oh, gosh, they, no. When we got there, they were on the opposite end. And yeah. we didn't know it was them. Mm-mm. I mean, because it's. Mike Bates, you know, Mike Bates' boat, you can tell what it is. But, I mean, Josh and I don't follow guys around and, and look for boats and stuff like that. So, sure. yeah. I didn't recognize it. Yeah. You know, I did not recognize it. But it they them. started on that spot. They started there Saturday morning. They were there before us. But we were, how far? 250, 200 yeah. yards? I mean, the whole the whole thing from tip to toe was probably 250 yards. Wow. So, we I mean, we're the opposite with, end. So- but that's just crazy information to find out that first and second came off of that hump. And then on the following day, complete weather change, everything changes on the opposite side. Now, of the now, see, that is the one first, thing. First place was won on the same. I mean, well, first and second on Saturday and first. But here's but here's the Sunday. key to that sentence. You mentioned Mike Bates being a, sing, a seasoned angler. Yeah. Mike Bates has forgotten more about bass fishing than I know. <laughs> yeah. And course. I'll tell you the one thing we noticed about him is the second day, we all started on that same spot again, 
but he didn't stay there the whole time. Mm. He never went far. We were always kind of seeing him off in the distance, but he went and fished other stuff, a different pattern, because I think he knew something was different with the wind change and the bait change or whatever. He knew, and he was able to make an adjustment. And they, he they may up, not have caught any of the fish they weighed in there, but they did start there Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm just, I, I guess the point that I'm getting at real quick, Joe, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, yeah. is that, that that spot, that area is holding a lot, a lot of quality fish. And it's reloading, it's too. Interesting. Yeah, it is reloading. And then also you all said that on Sunday that, you know, there was a couple of boats on there on Saturday, but then come back Sunday, it was loaded with boats, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we had we had we had numerous boats around. We had us. company. Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. company on Sunday, yeah, yeah, which yeah. not that doesn't make any difference. We had plenty of time to catch fish yeah. prior to them finding us, if you want to call it that. But I mean, we yeah, had... I just didn't catch as many fish on Sunday because I spent the whole damn day retying Carolina rigs. Yeah, we <laughs> we are we just placed an order over here, you know, fish tackle marine. Better get these tungsten in so stock. He yeah. knows. He knows exactly what we were using. So <laughs> will will know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, don't you got to be careful with what information yeah. you share around here, dude. Because every once in a while, I'll come buy some stuff from Will, and then all of a sudden, everybody I know is throwing the same thing. <laughs> well, hey, it's all good, man. You know that that it's just like it. I mean, next year is going to be a totally different thing. Of course, yeah, because yeah, I mean, the water level changes, everything it's, changes, it's and it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's going to be. It's funny you talk about how it's going to be different, Kyle. How many times have you and I talked to each other on the phone and been like, you know what? I'm this close to deleting every single waypoint off my graph and just starting Start over, over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is because which is, it's it, literally theory, like that's exactly what we did, Josh. No, exactly. Yeah. Because we literally, you know, just went completely different. We've mm -hmm. never been here. We've never been here. We're going to start, dissect it, you know, piece by piece. And yeah. that's where we ended up. Nice. And what's funny is the morning we found that spot, we almost didn't find it. Hmm. We were fishing a spot close to it. And Just we were, over. well, we were idling out of where we were fishing and Kyle goes, I want to check this spot. Right this quick. looks kind of good out here. Let's we're heading that direction. Let's idle over the top of it. We idle over the top of it and go, Ooh, Oh, I think man. I see. I think I, <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, cause at, at this time it's 20 feet deep. Right. He goes, man, I think I see some fish down there. Screw it. We're here. Let's flip around. Let's give it 10, 15 minutes. And then sure enough, first cast six pounder. Damn. Like, Oh, geez. So, yeah, we literally, if we would have put the boat on plane, yeah. I don't know if we ever would have come back and found it. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think eventually we would have come back to it just by looking at the map and studying and stuff. But that morning we were, you know, inches away from just putting that boat on plane and going driving right else. over the top of it, yeah. going yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Nice, man. And then on, on Saturday we talked about y'all drug uh, soft plastics. Um, and then on Sunday, as far as y'all know, it was it was one on moving baits. I mean, you know, oh, I, yeah, you we guys, weren't close you know enough. To, I mean, I can't see. But, but you know them personally. Did you talk to them about, about how they want um, or anything? I was just curious just for, you know, I mean, I didn't. Jerry and I are friends and we don't we, I mean, we don't necessarily 100 percent share a bunch of information yeah, with yeah. each other. Um, he did say he he did tell me he caught one one of the fish that went in on a Carolina rig. Oh, okay. I do know that. OK, but he made it sound like he tied it up. You know they were doing something else okay. and i don't know i mean I, i've never been in the boat with 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 mike i don't it didn't seem like they were sitting one place long enough so to be possibly. doing anything other than moving baits. not but, not like we were yeah, yeah, yeah we were sitting there like were we were tied to were, a stump you know yeah, yeah because we were close enough to them you could see like mike for instance in the front of the boat i mean 
you could see him making cast after cast after cast. Exactly. Sure, of course. But yeah, but not like us to where I make a long cast as far as I can cast the Carolina rig, and I'm just dragging this thing back to the boat a foot at a time or whatever, you know, and it takes a while to get the bait back to the boat. Whatever they were doing was a lot faster than what we were doing the second day. That is if he would ever get it back to the boat. Most of the time he wouldn't get the Dude, the second day, I was so pissed off. I was (laughs) – Kyle goes, Dude, I you're, thought you're... we were going to see one of the fish get beat. Oh, really yeah. Well, that was a the beating fish day was a bad day for me. <laughs> we'll tell that story in a second. But yeah, but no, seriously, like I would literally tie up a fresh Carolina rig, make a cast, let it sink to the bottom. I'd go reel in the slack and go to move it and it would already be hung up. Oh, shit. Break it off. Tie another one. Start over. Dude, I spent I spent I spent the whole damn First more or the second morning, just on my knees on the back of the boat, reaching into the friggin' and I don't, locker, yeah, I mean, trying the, to retie shit. So that Carolina rig's still sitting out there. I mean, we could have had another twenty pounds, but they're on the baits that are laying on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. You know? They're all swimming around with hooks and weights yeah. in their mouth. Yeah, jeez, what, what a mess. No, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you guys though. Like, well, thank I know you. I hear my phone going off. I'm sitting there shaving. Right, and I see all the. I'm like, what? Something has to be going on. You talking right? about the group me? When yeah, and our group me. Yeah, and then the, I look and I'm like, no shit, they fucking won. I know. Right? I call Josh, no answer, and then I'm like, okay, and then he calls me back and he tells me I'm like, right. So I hang up with him yeah. and I'm like, fuck yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And T walks and she's like, what the hell's going on? I was like, hey, Josh and Kyle just won, you know. Like, yeah, that's yeah. badass. And she's like, it sounds like you won the fucking yeah. tournament. <laughs> no. And now it's we just, really it's, appreciate that. You know, yeah, it's my gosh. boys, though, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, we talk to these guys. We, we've practiced with them. I, I, I've i been on the phone with Kyle on, on a long drive back where he's like, man, I'm selling the damn bass boat. Like, I'm done with this. He's all, you're also a great guard fisherman, too. So, well, <laughs> you know, over the last couple of years, I know you've felt like I me. Mean, you've told me, you know, that, hey, man, I'm struggling. Like, it's been tough to catch fish. Like, I just feel like. Like y'all said, like let's just delete everything and start all over again. And sometimes that's what you need to do. I think you know what I mean. It's a hard, that hard reset. Yeah, hit a hard, hard reset. reset and just do stuff that you're not used to doing. You know, or maybe not so much uh, like change your all your techniques, but just visit new areas. You know, kind of yeah. stop, stop fishing the past, basically. No, yeah. absolutely. Well, I could see yeah. the way from from Josh's point of view. I mean, okay, I have the Matt Chip right yeah. on the Skeeter. Every time I go to Choke, Amistad, you know these lakes. There's Oh, you're talking about from at the, choke. From, there's like over a thousand waypoints. Yeah, on this because he has <laughs> our old graph. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, one of the graphs that's on that boat is what's on the, the boat Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah. got it. Uh, no, there is a it's out of water boat, boatload. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a boatload of waypoints on there, but and that's some just of them a are testament, good. though. You know, testament to how hard you guys work on idling, putting the time yeah. to find spots. Yes, you know, mm. yeah. And I think, and I think y'all will continue to do better because I really feel that. Like I've been thinking about that. Like, and I've been kind of talking to some of my fishing buddies about this. Is that, um, you know, we talk about time on the water practicing for a tournament, but I think also like your overall time on the water comes into play maybe after like ten years fishing hard, Definitely. especially when you keep going to these lakes. And you know, we all know in South Texas, every time we go to Amistad, it's like a different lake because it's you know either sixty feet low or forty feet low or. 10 foot low and then it's going to be you know they're supposed to draw it down to the river or whatever so no, right. yeah, i hope they don't do that i mean we keep hearing that and I, and, yeah. I, and i agree with that because now now that we've been doing this hard for five years of course kyle's been doing it way longer than that yeah i mean he was fishing bass champs back in 06 07 yeah. all that but you know even just with he and i as a partners now we're getting to the point to where there's not many lake levels 
we haven't seen, seen yet. Exactly. So now, yeah. you know, I, I, I was listening to another podcast one time and he mentioned that everything you learn about fishing was like, a, he goes, picture it as like a grain of sand mm-hmm. and you just pick up that grain of sand and put it in your bucket. Yeah. And then you figure something else out. You pick up that grain of sand, you put it in your bucket. Eventually your bucket gets big enough and you have enough grains of sand, enough knowledge, enough, whatever, that that light bulb goes off. Hey dude, I remember I've seen this before. We yeah. need to go try this yeah. or we need to go look at this. And that's where that time on the water matters because yeah. it puts you in situations that you're not going to learn on YouTube. You're not going to learn this stuff on internet. You're not even going to learn it on map research with Google earth and everything like that. It's if you don't, if you don't have those real life experiences that you've been through, that's what you draw on. Yeah. And then also those, those real shitty trips too teach you a lot. You learn more. So last year in the Permian, I'll make this quick last year in the Permian, the lake came the SIT tournament in September. The lake had come up, what, 30 feet? 30, yeah, we got all that. that Something like that. All By the that time flood. it was all said and done, it came up 30 feet. But throughout, yeah. it was coming up. It was coming up. Fishing, the think. lake was rising as we were fishing. and Muddy? No, no. no it was clean. Still, it was, clean, clean, it was clean, but Kyle and I had gotten on, which is kind of weird for us, but it was fall time, and, you know, but fish are always feeding on bait and stuff in the fall. So we had gotten on a moving bait bite, throwing swim baits and stuff like that. And we made the decision that, because one of the things that all the old timers have always said for years and years and years is bass champs at Amistad will always be at one out West. And the Permian tournament is always one between the bridges, meaning between 277 and highway 90. Hmm. We've heard that for years and years so Kyle and I made the decision we were going to stay down east and we were just going to fish our asses off. And it worked. I mean, we ended up getting a check. Y'all got a check in that tournament too. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, but it worked. But what we realized was we were on the right pattern. We were on the right thing. But this goes back to what we were talking about, about the hump we won on. We were in the wrong area because mm-hmm. we ended up weighing in what, seven and a half pounds one day and like eight and a half pounds the second day or something like that. Because it's only a three fish yeah, tournament. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's only a three fish tournament. tournament. Yeah. So we did everything right, but we were not doing it in the right spot. And because, because and, and we and the reason we know this is because, well, my boss, the owner of the shop that I work at, they ended up getting fifth place in the tournament and they went west. And a couple of the other people, well, the very next weekend, the water was still rising. So the pattern was still on. Kyle goes back to Del Rio, goes out west and has about 14 or 15 pounds for three fish doing the same, same exact thing, thing same we exact did for thing. two days. Yeah. Just that we were just wrong. We were yeah. just we were just not in the right area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but you talked about getting your ass kicked. And I mean, we really didn't get our ass kicked. We finished in the money. But yeah, those those struggles ended up you learn something yeah, yeah. you pick something up yeah well that's that's anything though that's in life in general too you know that's how we learn we learn from our failures yeah you know, mistakes. and then also being a caliber angler too i think you know um that from every trip you really learn something that's what i learned from talking with all you guys here like whenever we talk fish it's not like some people have a bad trip and they don't even want to talk about it like i just want to forget about that trip and then sometimes i know like even with my tournament partner richard my main tournament partner um 
you know, on the way back from the tournament, we, were, we barely even left the boat ramp and we're talking about things we could have done different or how to change yeah. it up for next time. And every so, single time. Yeah. Every single time. It's funny. So Kyle and I left Del Rio on <laughs> Sunday. And normally when he and I leave a tournament, it's a two and a half to three and a half hour drive, whether we're coming from Falcon or Amistad, whatever. He and I are on the phone for an hour and a half of either one of those drives talking, dude, should we have done this? What about this? What about this? Yeah. We, we left Del Rio on Sunday, drove all the way back to Uvalde and stopped and got a hamburger at Billy Bob's. And he and I hadn't called each other once yet. <laughs> I got out of the truck and I go, Josh, that, that trip sucked. Yeah. He looks at me, what? Dude, we didn't even talk on the phone. <laughs> we didn't have nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, that's a good but, feeling, man. And that doesn't, and you know, as, as seasoned anglers, that doesn't come often either. Like, no, it's no, it's, no, it's, not it's, at all. It's usually a struggle. But I mean, we may never do it again. But I mean, we yeah. we definitely learned. We learned Sunday. Yeah. You know, we yeah. definitely learned something on yeah. Sunday. Hell yeah. And yeah. whether we can put it in motion, but there again, we're not professionals, but yeah, we no, we're, try. Dude, we we're all working. Trying. I mean, Kyle, I know you work a lot. You travel oh, a lot. Big time. Joe works all the time. Josh kind of works. He's kind of like me. We get to chill a lot and talk on the phone a lot, but I know you guys are always moving. You're fixing elevators. Joe, moving you're training shaking. people, and you got drivers you're dealing with and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And uh, I'm not saying Josh – I mean, Josh works his ass off. Plus, he has multiple <laughs> hustles. You know, Josh oh, yeah, is always, no, Josh works for he, 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 he does. I, I'm messing around. And yeah. it's the same with me. Like, you know, a lot of people say I don't work that much in my print shop, but I have my fishing lodge. I have uh, – you know, we, we have uh, – my screen printing anyway it takes a lot of hustles to make this happen and fishing is also expensive yeah. too yeah. So you want to make sure that when you put that time in that even if it was a hard trip you're learning something from it and, and so another, it's cool to hear that shit in action with you guys you know another thing too is like not only you guys doing good but i feel like elite some of the elite guys in our club do, do yeah, well yeah because yeah, yeah, saturday we had what three teams cash checks yeah yeah, yeah. three teams from our we club did checks. uh jesse, jesse and mike, mike cashed a check and yeah. then uh Thompson, Joe. Tompkins, Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe. Yeah, Joe, yeah. yeah. The guy in the blue basket. No, they had 13 something. Oh, they yeah. ended up missing it by half a pound or something. They were right there, too. Yeah, he yeah. told me that he ripped off his axle or some shit. Oh, I, don't I don't know, know dude. Oh, I don't some know. shit like that. I forgot what he was telling me. I don't me. know. But yeah, no, it was, it, it was a hell of a day. It yeah. was, I mean, there's no way to, you know, you want to sit here and say, oh, what? But yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was cool. I mean, but it's like watching sometimes watching, you know, these tournaments on TV, like watching y'all guys or like even if y'all have ever uh, been like a marshal in a boat, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you sit there and just watch it or talk about it, it's not that fun. But dude, if you're the one holding the rod and even though you're Carolina rigging and dragging slow or whatever, the anticipation and knowing that you're on a big bite, there's nothing compares to that, man. And then when you start putting solid fish in the boat uh, and then when there's 20 grand on the line, every time you hook up with a fish and you see that head come up and shake. You can't. Yeah, dude, yeah. How do you replicate that feeling? Like it's almost you don't. impossible, dude. That's 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 that drug that everybody talks yeah. about that we're addicted the, the, to. The, t- the tug is the drug. So that's right. The tug is the drug. So congrats again, guys. It's, it's cool to hear that story, man. So well, thank you very as much. As uneventful man. as y'all think it is, it's very fun. It's to us. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. exactly. kind of a boring story, but you know. oh no, you guys made it entertaining. Though, yeah, got, got me all hot and bothered, dude. Yeah. Like, all yeah. horned up. Oh, oh boy! Yeah. And you didn't big dick us. You're good. No, no, But well, guys, I uh, Kyle, thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Dude, I, I really, mean, I really I didn't it. think he would ever invite me on here. I mean, we had to win a pass champs. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, well, I got to bring whiskey every Wednesday to get invited over here. <laughs> oh, man. But nope. Thank you all very much, Joe. 
I guess we're going to do this again next week. Yes, sir. All yes, righty, I'll guys. Back at it. I'll be back in town. Awesome. Well, everybody have a good week. See ya. <laughs>